Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 280. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside He Only Does Everything, Colin Moriarty. Woke up this morning and got myself a <laughs> You say it too clearly, though. You know it's not that clear yeah, that's in true, the song. That's true. To my right, Powerhouse, formerly known as Ryan Clements. Me, 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 me. That's a weird one. Okay. <laughs> and making his long-awaited return to Podcast Beyond, the Tech Tower, Scott Lowe. Well, well, it's good to be back. I feel like an idiot. I'm the only one wearing the headset here. Yeah, Take we it all off, got over bro. the headset. Take it off. You guys, yeah. you guys are the podcast room is in complete disarray. Take it so off. you guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah we we learned our lesson. Now yeah. we feel like we're talking in real life. I know, right? Now this is Scott Lowe's first podcast beyond since 2007. That can't be right. Yeah. Is that true? No. No, yeah. no way. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I even worked here. In <laughs> anyway, I like how we all had to think about it that way. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, wait. Well, that that's, was that's how gullible I am. True enough. Yeah. <sighs> Welcome home. Yeah, it's good to be back. Andrew Goldfarb's in some dumb meeting. Yeah. He told me beforehand that when it was time, text him and he could leave the meeting. And I texted him. He's like, I can't leave the meeting. So <laughs> when, you, when you texted him, I thought he was in, he was sitting in his desk. Nope. Oh, no, that was Colin Campbell. Yeah. yeah. They look a lot alike, though. Yeah. They They're do. pretty much the same. Both real British. Yeah. Both old. <laughs> old as the day is long. Andrew Goldfarb really is Kenneth Parcell. He's immortal. He's been around it's forever. True. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, PlayStation 4 events next week, Scott. Yeah. You're going oh alongside Colin Moriarty. It is my distinct privilege to to be working alongside the great Colin Moriarty. Thank yeah, you. You'll be Thank in you. New York City together. Uh, if you are ca- if you haven't caught some of the videos we've been putting up on IGN, here's how, here's how it's going to shake down on this February 20th. Well, first off, February 19th. IGN Social is hosting a Google Hangout with me to talk about this event, so you should go look that up. If you come to IGN, you can find the article, I'm sure. I don't know if that's... <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter at GameOverGreggy or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash GameOverGreggy. Yeah. I have it all up there, and you can find it that way. Yeah. Um, so anyways, then on the 20th, when the actual event happens, we have a New York City team of Colin Moriarty who's listening to jams out of his iPhone pressed up against his ear now like a psychopath <laughs> this is who we this is who we entrust to go to New York City for the, on the PlayStation 4 event anyways in New York Here City I am Colin Moriarty Scott Lowe Kez McDonald a video team world class video team yeah you guys will be Ty on Root. the ground no, Ty 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 a lot's since you were gone. What? Ty doesn't work anymore. Ty doesn't work anymore. Oh, he hasn't man. been at Dice for the last six months. Oh, man. Um, and then, so that's, of course, we already know the PlayStation Conference starts on the 20th, that day. What's going to happen is an hour before that at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, Damon and myself will kick off an hour-long live stream where we'll be leading into the event. We'll be talking to you guys, hopefully, a little bit, see what the event's like from your perspective. We will be talking to fans through Google Hangouts and Skype. We will be taking twitter questions we'll be answering things we'll be running our predictions then our after an hour that expires playstation stream starts we'll still be covering that we'll, we'll keep it down while that's happening but it's some somehow we're gonna get you commentary maybe through text on the screen or whatnot you guys will be tweeting live from the show what you're seeing as it happens correct yes. afterwards we break into different models of strike forces Damon and I will go back to live stream mode for an hour. We'll be talking about everything we just saw, doing live rewind theaters on trailers, if there are any. We don't even know what we're doing. So trailers, presentations, maybe just how USP walked on stage. That's what we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the major thing is that we have to we have these grandiose plans, but it's all contingent on what Sony shows us. Right. And I think from where Scott and I will be in New York, um, 
you know, I'm going to write some stuff before the show. We'll do some, Scott and I will do some videos and stuff like that before the show. Yep. Uh, and then afterwards, we're gonna, you know, hopefully we'll have some interview opportunities. Scott and I will do some PlayStation conversations from the scene. Then I'm sure we're going to split off and start having to write. Hopefully Scott has some tech things that he can write about, some specs, some things we know about. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, and then hopefully I'll have some games and things yeah, that I can right. write about. And with the, with the dynamics of Scott Lowe and Colin Moriarty tackling these two and Kez topics. And Keza And the video guys and everyone else. Tackling the video these, guys going to do jack shit. Tackling yeah. these topics. I'm just going to sit there and best we can i think we're gonna have quite the dynamic and shall i say fleshed out places yeah that's well, the thing right while they're doing their thing over in new york and let's be fair here colin we're gonna be drunk the entire time that's true yeah, that's how you roll that's yeah. how sony events roll totally incoherent remember yeah. how great we, we were also wasted at e3 we're like wonder book's amazing <laughs> <laughs> anyways they'll be uh as soon as the show ends another hour live stream me and damon will be taking expert commentary doing the rewinds if there's any to do there'll be playstation conversations from new york there'll be interviews from new york uh and then th- as soon as i get done with the live stream i'm grabbing clements and goldfarb coming in and doing an emergency podcast beyond that's why beyond will be delayed next week we're not going to do a show on Tuesday just to do another show on Wednesday. And then... Uh, Emergency seems like a, a, a odd term. No, we already have the siren. We already <laughs> we debuted the siren a couple weeks ago. So it sounds so dire. We've only done it twice. No. That'll be a third time. Yeah, be the so, day. yeah, basically what I'm saying is you need to come to IGN.com and just stick around all the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see something good. Right. But before we get to that, we have to start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> We're to see, you're running up on the 30 second mark here. <laughs> oh my, the story behind song. that song is we'll tell it one day. All right. You haven't oh, told what? it yet? That doesn't that, that, that can't so. be right. I don't think we have. Have we told on the show? I don't think so, but I'm going to keep it to myself for now. I'm going to doodle you, Superman symbol. Uh, Greg, there are 14 items on the list. That sounds preposterous. Uh, So we'll play a game of I Doubt It or I Guarantee It. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't remember the rules of I Doubt It or I Guarantee It, we will be using two classic catchphrases. Of course, the men's warehouse is I Guarantee It. When when Colin reads one of the goddamn too many news stories (laughs) he put here, I will tell If I say I Guarantee It, that was worthy of the Roper Report. However, if I say I Doubt It, which, of course, is from Bob's Discount Furniture over on the East Coast. <laughs> that will be to signify that this was stupid and he's wasted our time. Very well. I don't think you're going to find many of those on here at all. I doubt it! <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't think you're going to. I don't think you're going to at all. Number one. These are in no particular order, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew oh my Goldfarb. God. Andrew Goldfarb. We got, we got the headset over here. Oh, man. oh yeah, you should have come on time, huh, motherfucker? Oh, man. <laughs> 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 on camera. Not yet. Oh, is the camera coming? It's getting weird. How far is the podcast? Though? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse? <laughs> Sorry. The, the world's number one PlayStation podcast. Number one. Oh, no, wait, did report. The Roper report? No. Will Killzone 4 be a PlayStation 4 launch title? A source tells Videogamer.com, yes. The source notes Videogamer.com. Sorry, I like that you can hear my breath in this headset really well. Do that yeah, again. Sure Do that again. Really I'm, throwing, like it. I'm throwing you out. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners really like it. <laughs> Indicates that Killzone 4, quote, Killzone 4 will release later this year on Sony's next generation PlayStation, Ellipsis. Comments suggest that Killzone 4 could be a launch title window, a launch window title, rather, for the unannounced hardware, which is rumored to go on sale by the end of 2013. I guarantee it. This is a good one. It's, of course, what we've been predicting forever. This is the problem right now, Colin, is that for the, for the last, uh, how long have we been alive? Uh, a long time. 45 40, years. We'll say the last years. six years of our life, right. we, we've cared about PlayStation, talked about it for IGN. We've been making these predictions for two years now. Mm. Nobody's giving a shit. Now, all of a sudden, a week out, like all these other sites are like, well, wait a second. 
A source of a source of a source. Of course that's happening. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Get the hell out of the here. The source is my brain. Lucky I don't come over there and just smack you so goddamn hard. <laughs> You're looking at me. Well, I gotta take that. it out on somebody. I can't just take it out on the internet. What yeah. the fuck did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Epic Games has closed down its newest studio, Impossible Games. Impossible Games was working on an iOS game, making this news somewhat irrelevant for Podcast Beyond, except one thing. Possible Games was largely made up of ex-staffers from Big Huge Games, the team that made Kingdoms of Amal Reckoning a Podcast Beyond favorite. Our best goes out to all of those affected. I would have, I would have, Say it, I would have said it, but it's an, it's, I guarantee it. That's fine. They, they deserve the best. Reckoning was awesome. Sucks this didn't work out, huh? Mm-hmm. For a second there, we thought they were saved. Seems like an a, a ill-timed business decision on Epic's part to have shut a studio down like six months after they they opened it. That's a little That's weird. Really but I think I think those guys missed their target date for that iOS game, which is which is Infinity Blade. In, Infinity Blade Dungeons, Dungeons was announced yeah. at the iPad three press conference, so not the most recent iPad, but the iPad before that. So um, a year ago, it was, it was almost know, a year you. ago. Um, well, no, it's a little over a year ago, um, right? The iPad three press conference sucked. <laughs> no, 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 it I mean, that, so it was announced when Scott Lowe still worked at IGN the first time. That's how long it was. Was it? So yeah. like years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, because I left in April, mm-hmm. and that was March. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it weird having a career track like a professional wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> you left WWE to go and to WCW, and then you came back. It was like, oh, my God, Scott Lowe's back. Scott Lowe's back. So, even, um, someone get security. <laughs> <laughs> even Shuhei asked about it at uh, Dice Foster. Yeah. You know what I was? I'm sorry, Colin. Mm-hmm. I know how important the Roper Report is and that's, that it needs okay. to soldier on. But you know what I was just thinking about recently that you will totally appreciate What's is that? that old sound clip that Mark Ryan used to love of the guy that was announcing the professional hot dog eating competition. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the lo- like the lost letters of a long forgotten language. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. that's an old that's an, that's an old joint. I love that. That's an IGN uh, original joke. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't wow. create it. No, we didn't create it. We just it. really enjoyed it okay. originally. Number yeah. three. <laughs> Square Enix is teasing a new game called Murdered Soul Suspect. It will be released on PS3, 360, and PC, and we know literally nothing about it other than this cryptic statement from Square. Quote, Murdered Soul Suspect is an exciting new game from Square Enix, which challenges players to solve possibly the hardest game of all. <laughs> so it's the game of love. <laughs> I guess. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge, I doubt it. Really? A new game? Oh, that we know nothing about. A hey, new there's game. a new game, everybody, coming from Square, the company we shit on every podcast. <laughs> Get excited so that we can knock you off your fucking high horse week. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Also, Goldfarb, you look so weird in the Colin's He's wearing Colin's glasses. I have to keep my eyes so wide to make it <laughs> not blue. why you look so weird. Yeah, you look Maybe you should like, take them off. I don't want you to get probably, sick. Yeah, not why, are you getting, your... why are you making the faces? Don't you have to? I just want to be like Colin. I'm You're sorry. acting like Portillo. I don't Ah, Jesus. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, we make no money off podcasts. So if you own the Jim Morrison estate, please don't come looking for your 25 cents. Number four. Number four, Far Cry 3 has shipped 4.5 million copies so far, officially making it a success. Sales reflect digital copies sold as well as sold to consumer and sold to retailer numbers. Uh, Ubisoft's plan f- plans for a new Far Cry game are unknown, though the company CEO said that fans won't have to wait four more years for another sequel, a la the wait between Far Cry 2 and Far Cry wait, 3. Oh my 4. god. 4.5 million, you said? Mm-hmm. And you but said it is officially a success. That's I a like, huge success for Far Cry? I, no, okay, I'm but again, it was, but is... at 4.49 it was totally not a success. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't have any numbers until the oh, 4.5. I, I just, so, <laughs> this is a funny word. Again, keep in mind. <laughs> 
I'm texting Mark Ryan. I think we actually have to put ads on this one, so we might actually be making this. Is, this is like silver and gold all over again. Silver um, and gold. Oh, no. Uh, it's worth noting that's uh, not sold. It, so it's sold in rather than sold through, uh, which means... Which is exactly what I said. We, uh, way to pay attention. <laughs> Sales reflect digital copies sold as well as sold to consumer and sold to retailer. Okay, but you say and that's what I'm saying. Like the it, wheels it, are off. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, we have to stop. We have I to give stop. up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast beyond number PlayStation's. <laughs> or, I don't know. I, say, I don't play, know. I was about to say PlayStation's official podcast. We've never called ourselves. Okay, that. we're happy to announce we are. We've been purchased by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, is that a, I guarantee it? Yes. Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. I mean, I was bored, but whatever. Some, I'm glad it did well. Number five. I like Far Cry a quite good, a yeah, bit. Number I'm five. halfway through. Assassin's Creed 3 has sold 12 million copies across all platforms so far. Crazier yet, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation has sold 600,000 copies on PlayStation and Vita, meaning it has a significant, a significant attach rate of around 1 in 8 Vitas. That's higher than the attach rate of PS3's best-selling game, Gran Turismo 5. Wow. Interesting. I guarantee But it. that's only physical copies, correct? I think it's everything. Oh. Wow. That's very impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another Assassin's Creed. On Vita. That'd be great. Uh, oh, yeah, they have to, right? They already have the engine. It's Assassin's Creed. There's going to be another Assassin's Creed game every year. That for great every engine for possible. Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. So powerhouse. Hold it up to the light. <laughs> They'll get rid of that. That'll be gone. Oh, no. really? It's only in there nine times. Fucking engine's built on it. It's how you power the system. <laughs> the engine's built on it. <laughs> solar powered. The game needs the Yeah, we got to put ads on this one. Okay. Number six. <laughs> That's, uh, I just was laughing at the ad thing. Number six, Sony has revealed to IGN that MLB 13, the show, will not utilize cross-buy. Gamers will have to buy the PS3 and Vita copies of the game separately, though it's possible that various retailers will have special perks for gamers who want to buy both versions together. Yeah, Amazon's Amazon doing it where that. you get 20 bucks off. I think Best Buy might be too, where if you buy them together. So, whatever. It's yeah. weird, though, because it's, it's another one of those games, right, that it's the perfect idea that it already does cross-save with your season going on the road. It's, uh, cross-buy is so weird. I mean, I... I've fucked up twice now where I was <laughs> I was away on a trip and I didn't have my PS3 in front of me so I bought the game on Vita and I just got screwed and didn't get the PS3 version. Why are you yeah. so stupid? Well, it's, just, it's, it's more that I'm impatient. Maybe little, now you can use the now you can use the PlayStation Network web store. So you can log oh, in there that's a really buy good point. your PS3 version there and get the entertainment network. The Sen store. Sen? Sen. Sen? What's up, Sen? Those are just like the tiny little details that I really hope are ironed out with the next generation of consoles is like really kind of unifying that kind of stuff where you can just buy one and it just knows to like yeah. give you the other. Yeah, but that would require Sony to learn. They've never been good at that. <laughs> like, I mean, like it's, it's what we go back to on why Xbox runs circles around it online, right? That yeah. Xbox like, hey, everybody, here's what your game has to do, and here's how it's got to work. And Sony for PS3 was like, whatever. You want to put voice chat in it? Go ahead. You don't, do what feels no right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do what feels right. Uh, is that a guarantee? It? Yes. Yeah, that's a no guarantee. Uh, number seven, Activision has revealed that Skylanders is not surprisingly a ridiculous success. At Toy Fair 2013, the company revealed that over 100 million Skylanders action figures have been sold so far. A Skylander toy costs at least $10. Do the math and be impressed. <laughs> do the math. That's what it said in their press release. <laughs> well, do the math. You and do be the impressed. math. Well, they can't. Well, they revealed what it was a $1 billion franchise with the game. Uh, $10 per figure is the minimum, so we wouldn't know how many of the figures they sold. It may be $15 or $20. 
So I can't do the math, Greg, because I don't have all of the data. It's like a word problem where trains are leaving from different stations. God damn it. <laughs> we are repeating the mistakes of the past. Do you remember the Mr. T soundboard? <laughs> we, we haven't come to episode 280 to repeat the mistakes of episode 80. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Really? What, what, how is this mistake like the, the mistake of the Mr. T soundboard? People liked it in the beginning, and then I got really annoying. Oh, I don't care. No way. It's not like that? Way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it went with Mr. T. Everyone thought it was we great. Like, this, so, this is the funniest thing we've Everyone ever done. Everyone in the room thought, ah, so, we're getting off. I would say for my days as a Beyond fan, Silver and Gold was my favorite moment ever. And this is like that. Ever? Not well. well better than I, we did way better episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, is that an I guarantee it or I doubt it? I, I mean, I think we have different opinions of what we need to get through on the Roper Report. I mean, it's interesting news. Yes. Does it need to be on the PlayStation podcast? Sure. Do you think the majority of our fans right now are like, yeah, Skylanders need Do you think the majority of our fans play any of these games? Yeah. Except for maybe the biggest first party games? You're saying a majority of our game, or our fans played Far Cry 3? I bet you a majority of our fans will play Murdered Soul Suspect. <laughs> I'll put it on doubt it because I know you want to say it. Because well, they have to solve the biggest riddle. It's, of all. it's interesting. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> Number eight. Let's take us home. <laughs> Gladly. Number eight. Activision has also revealed, not surprisingly again, that a new Call of Duty game is on target for release in 2013. They revealed literally no other details. Black Ops 2, the most recent Call of Duty game, made $1 billion in two weeks. It remains to be seen if the new Call of Duty game could possibly do those numbers, especially if it's a next-gen game. My bet would be that the game is both current and next-gen. Yeah, that makes sense. They want to sell it on as many platforms as possible. And they did that with uh, Call of Duty on... 316 and Xbox. Is it, uh, it's, it's Call of Duty and it can be, I guarantee it as well. But again, it's just, listen, you know, oh like man, there's a new Madden point. coming. All right, now we're going to go. Oh, NCAA's like, been announced. I like, I like quiet, suggestive Clement. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now we're getting into the real meat of the PlayStation. Okay, here we go. Now, here come the hits. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, number nine. Ratchet Jesus and Clank, full frontal assault, known as Now I'm already done. I'm already in Europe. Has once again been delayed on PlayStation Vita, originally slated to come out alongside the PS3 version in November and then pushed to January. The game has again been delayed to the nebulous spring 2013 timeframe. Insomniac isn't handling the Vita version, and outside developer Tin, Tin Giant is. Something tells me Insomniac won't be working with them again. <laughs> I think this is the Bioshock Infinite of Ratchet Clank. Game. Sure. That's an I guarantee it. But I just love how you deflect it all the time. You're always like, Insomniac's never made a bad game. And everyone's like, we don't like that, Ratchet. Like, and here you're all like, well, they won't work with them again. They didn't port. The source material wasn't very good. <laughs> I didn't play the game. I didn't say anything. You're projecting. No, Friend. I've heard you. <laughs> <laughs> say your piece. So much I've already said it. I've said my piece. That I think Insomniac does only good games. You're deflecting. You, always for- you conveniently forget this one. Whenever it comes up. Oh, God! <laughs> I didn't do that one. You can't get mad for that. You probably had it all queued up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely did. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played... I, I don't know when... The, I, I was, you know, with, with Full Frontal Assault, I was, you know, Greg, uh, Clements and I, when we were at Comic-Con, played it. Yeah. And I really thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, but people do have problems with the game, and I, I assumed that I would play it when it came to Vita, because I can play it on the train or whatever. I'm sure, not going to sit sure. down on my, on my TV and play that game. That's just back to the whole, again, we're talking about a second ago about, you know, trying to iron out these kinks, you know, figure out how to do this. That was the one where they had it on the box that, hey, this is cross-buy. cross, cross you buy it here, you download the Vita version, and you open that box up and it had nothing in the original printing saying, oh, yeah, sorry, this game's delayed on Vita. And, like, that was, like, god damn it, Sony. Do you yeah. remember how angry you got at me when I asked about PlayStation All-Stars? 
No. I was working at The Verge, and I was like, which version should I, should I buy? Should I get the PlayStation 1? Do, do I still get it both ways? He's like, why the fuck wouldn't you? And you got, like, super angry at me, and, and I was just was like, wrong. I was like, oh. I don't, I don't think it was in an in aim. Yeah. I was probably just giving you shit. You probably giving shit. Angry. But... Just goes hurt. to show is, you. Is that the day Greg Stop. broke all the bottles and just started screaming? <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't you? <laughs> Number 10. A rumor from VG247 indicates that British studio Sumo Digital is currently working on Little Big Planet 3. Their source states that the game has been in development for, quote, well over a year, end quote. It's unclear, assuming the rumor is true, if it's current gen or next gen. I assume it's a PS4 game. Um... What do you I that? guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, glad we, I'm glad you fucking led with the strong stuff, like Skylanders <laughs> sales. I that said might it's not in no order. The Square game that we know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> just to reiterate, just to reiterate, Murdered Soul Suspect is an exciting new game from Square Enix, which challenges players to solve possibly the hardest game of all. <laughs> it's either chess or love. Um, so I think people are misinterpreting this. So Sumo did uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed mm-hmm. because of the overwhelming success of Little Big Planet Karting. This is obviously a little bit playing carding too. Oh, okay. This is gonna be the hot potato franchise. <laughs> See what you can do with it. I, Lord I think, knows we're out of ideas. <laughs> I, I, I think we should invite the Beyond community to tell us what the like hardest game of all is. Okay, just come up with the idea for that. Yeah, email Beyond at IGN. <laughs> we can do it live. I'm gonna tweet. Hey, Beyond okay. fans, what's the hardest game of all? Oh, what's the exact phrasing called? It's uh, Murdered Soul Suspects is an exciting yeah. new game from Square Enix, which challenges players to solve possibly the hardest game of all. Possibly, <laughs> yeah, possibly say possibly. the hardest yeah. game of all. Okay. Number 11. Rayman Legends and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, both Wii U exclusives, are no longer Wii U exclusives. Both games will be coming to PlayStation 3 later this year. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. I guarantee it. That's an interesting one for the future of Nintendo, oh my right? God. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just exciting to be able to play Rayman again. Um, is it... The stuff, <laughs> by the way, the, the it just so many interesting things surrounded or maybe even came out of, but not necessarily came out of Dice about Nintendo. Yep. And how that company might be in a little bit of trouble with the Wii U. Although I published an interview with Genova Chen today where he talks about the Wii U a little bit. So mm. who knows mm. if they'll be taking a journey? Uh, <laughs> we are they, they will not. <laughs> They won't. No, but I, I mean <laughs> the word journey. It doesn't alarm me or anything. I, I I don't worry about the Wii U. It's exactly what every except with the I mean even with the last Wii, it's what every Nintendo console is, where it's the exclusive machine where you buy it to play Mario and play Zelda and do all these things that Nintendo does with it. I don't buy it thinking I'm gonna play Assassin's Creed. That's why it's like games will come in and you'll hear Brian Altanos to be like, Oh man, you got the Wii U copy. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're just doing that to be annoying. But here's the question <laughs> yeah. about that what's that question boy what is the hardest game of all <laughs> possibly possibly <laughs> the hardest game of all possibly is that can nintendo possibly keep doing this where it's just like come play our old ip over and over again and over and over again because for, no. for the first time i'm not interested and no people aren't buying it i mean that's yeah. that's that's the thing is that there is a mario launch game for the first time since n64 you know and but people was, aren't but it's buying the, it. Yeah, yeah it's but it's a, the it's dumb the, Mario. Like you've already played. It's in not, your, that's the, that's not the dumb Mario. To a lot of people, Mario Galaxy, uh, fantastic. Yeah, best game of that year in 2007. That's the dumb Mario to some people. You see, a, a, like an OG Nintendo fan in the store. That's the Mario they want. I would say. Is but the, you can't the launch scrolling. a system with a game that looks like the same. The Super Mario Wii, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii. It looks like the exact same game. It certainly is. 
Oh, no, that challenge mode looks so, pretty dope, actually. It, no, no, no. Graphically, it does look better. The problem is, brand confusion-wise, dude, it came out like a month after the, the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. And like, ugh, yeah, I'm so sick of new Super Mario Brothers games. This isn't the place to have this conversation, but I'm just saying. like, those There have been so many at this point. I hope we never see another one. I Honestly, I'm not even crazy about it. I'm, like, I love the Wind Waker, but I don't want another Wind Waker remake. Like, give me a new experience. I, I agree with Colin. Like, I want... um. Like, I want a Zelda that's unlike any other Zelda. Give me yeah. a fucking... Let Retro do, like, a Skyrim-style Zelda or something. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. I just... Uh, yeah, to me, it's... You know, someone... A few people have been saying online. I've been reading a lot of things. and People are saying, like, the Mario and the Zelda and all that stuff. That, that's fine. But people want a new Mario and a new Zelda. And they don't... Yes. They, they don't mean, like, a new Mario game. They want a new IP that means something, you know? Yep. And I love Nintendo. Like, from way back, I love that. You know, I love those games. And... With the Wii, I'm just like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. And the Wii was just more of the same. And so I think the numbers reflect that. The numbers out of the UK in January were horrifying. Horrifying. It was like 36,000 software units sold in the UK, including the game that the system comes with. You know, that's bad, bad, bad news. The systems just came out in Europe. You know, so... And they have no games. There's just no games. And so I think... A lot of people have been making... You know, a lot of people are like, this is like the GameCube. And I was like, I hope it's like the GameCube because the GameCube was great. But a lot of people were saying that this is more like the Dreamcast, that, you know, there might be real trouble for the system in a couple of years that, you know, there are no games for it. And so it just peters out. Yeah. The thing is that Nintendo has a lot of money. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, what the bigger problem with Nintendo is, and it, it, actually there's like multiple huge problems with the Nintendo, but the, the biggest thing is that, Rich you know, George. Oh, yeah, Rich George, for one. Um, but no, like, if you look at the way the rumors are going for the next-gen consoles, you got, like, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 4, or 720 and the PlayStation 4, like, really look shaping up to be, like, the center of your entertainment center. Like, you know, it's it's not a games platform anymore. It's, a, it's you know, these are entertainment boxes. The Wii U has an element of that, but it's really stunted. Like, they have, like, you know, TV, which is kind of this, like, weird, like, kind of amalgamation of things but like it's not really all that great and robust at the point at the the moment so like they're really kind of like dabbling in the actual like media elements beyond that so beyond (laughs) i I forgot about that (laughs) and Um, i quit again (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean it's 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 i think you know nintendo is is really taking too slow of a stance on it or you know uh, you know kind of a push on that and that is going to be their downfall more than anything it's just like not only the game side of thing but the fact that they're just completely ignoring like this like connected future that like you know everything is pushing towards beyond listeners we asked you what's the hardest game of all we got some (laughs) response possibly the hardest game of all brian McHenry tweets uh the game of life Steven Strom tweets, possibly some Japanese bullet hell shooter no one has ever heard of. <laughs> Christian tweets, Rayman fans are pissed off. I don't know what that means. Did anyone know. say murdered soul sacrifice or soul, soul suspect? suspect? Battletoads getting tossed around a lot. Battletoads is hard. That's Spencer Kennedy hard. says Winnie the Pooh, home run derby. Billy Shibley says uh, the game of love, Greg. The game of love. Aww. Well, that's some good answers right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... Can I throw in, like, this uh, actually late-breaking subject to this uh, discussion? Yes. Uh, just now, at the uh, D Dive Into Media event, which is an uh, event put on by the publication All Things D, the, <laughs> the head of uh, Microsoft's interactive entertainment business um, took a pretty uh, sharp shot at Sony uh, when asking about uh, their next-gen stuff. So uh, he said, all I'll say about our current and future investment is that we're uh, – about doing things big and premium, 
other people will try to do some lower end things, but what we will do, what, what we will do is big and beautiful. It's interesting. Yeah, because Sony's always been known for those low end cheap electronics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking yeah. a shot at boutique games interesting people play, like Journey. Yeah. Like Home Finished On. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is interesting. So, this, is interesting. yeah, this is the head of uh, Microsoft's interactive entertainment business. Cool. I'm interested to see what, what they do with that new Xbox uh, 720 Durango thing. You gonna buy one? Thing. Uh, I don't you gonna think... wait and see? Yeah, I'm going to wait and see. I'm, 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 I'm not making any promises on anything right now, except for I'll buy the new PlayStation because that's what we cover. Um, by the way, the most interesting thing, just concerning that Nintendo conversation, which I thought was really fascinating, was um, Mario Wyans, I think his name is. He's the guy from She that made Shatter um, mm-hmm. and some other games. Was the guy that posted, I think on NeoGAF, about... Um, how he, he there was like a lot of anecdotal evidence that he was seeing in conversations he was having with people where everyone was like canceling their Wii U games, like that there wasn't a lot of conversation about the new Wii U games. And the other thing he said was that that he talked to a developer or a publisher that expected to sell millions of copies of a Wii U game, um, like a pre set a premium, like a great Wii U game, and it sold tens of thousands of copies. So, Wonder what I don't know, about. man. I don't. I'm I'm super interested to see like what Nintendo does about all this. And Wonder they're already selling Wii U at a loss, so they can't possibly cut the price. I wonder if that means zombie U. It could be. Could be. Number 12. If you didn't buy Zombie, you just didn't get it. All right? <laughs> it's supposed to be like that. God. It's supposed to be sterile looking and boring. I watch, I watch <laughs> these gr- fucking critics in their goddamn ivory <laughs> yeah, towers. They exactly. don't know anything about what I want out fucking of my Zombie e- How game. much EA pay you for that one? Yeah. Huh? I watched Greg play that game for like you know, a while. Like uh, He played it before Wii U came out. And, we were, and I was like, what? It, yeah, and I was kind of making fun of that because it was making the same noise. Like the guy was like punching or hitting. And yeah, it was he's just in the bat. I'm like, this game looks terrible. Like, it, I, I don't know. I haven't played it. It could be a fantastic game for all I know. I don't know. But I'm like, this game looks, just looks awful. I don't understand why this game exists. It looks like it's 10 years old. Number 12. Japanese newspaper Asahi Shimbon. Am I saying that right? Wow. I'd have to look, but it sounds fine. One of the country's yeah. biggest newspapers indicated in a story that the PlayStation 4 will cost over 40,000 yen or above $430. Uh, this indicates that the PS4 may launch stateside at a $400 price point. Three ninety nine. I say that because... U.S. American dollars. Um, the PlayStation 3 launched at 60,000 yen, which is like $650 or so, mm-hmm. and they brought that down to $600 in the States, so... You would assume, and, and electronics and games generally do cost more in Japan, so, yeah. um, and almost everywhere else in the world, actually. So, I think that it's safe to assume, if this rumor is true, that the PS4 will cost 399 US dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, 99 US dollars? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you were predicting anyway? Yes. There's a whole lot of common predictions coming true, I think, on February 20th in New York City. New York, New York. But, does Last of Us come out next month? No. no, May. May. May, that's right. May 5th. You were close, though. Or 15th. <laughs> you were close. May You're in the right half of the year. Well, <laughs> still wrong, but I'm close. Oh, May 15th was Diablo. But effectively, that, yeah. that, that price uh, guess would be like would put them in the red for every console so though, right? Sure. Probably. I think they have to. I mean, I feel like they have to, but it could also be their oh. like downfall. I mean, they're already like tr- struggling to recover. Yeah, but they make their money on software, so I think they have to at least make it. It's like a gambit. Yeah. 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 It's true. Don't touch me. I think if they did that with PS3, they would have been in a lot better position now. Mm. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, I guarantee it on that. Yes. Yeah. Number thirteen, Media Molecule and Evolution Studios, the Sony-owned developers behind Little Big Planet and MotorStorm, respectively, are both teasing new projects. On Twitter, Evolution employees have been tweeting little hints, while Media Molecule's website has a question mark in its list of games with a link to a strange British song called "It's a Mystery" by Toya. They're playing. They're, <laughs> they're playing games on there. I, I, I listened to that song and laughed really hard. By the way. Good. I guarantee. The end. End of the story. Another another no brainer. 
these people are working yeah. on it. The real question is, is uh, Evolution's game going to be another MotorStorm? Is it going to be a different racing? Is it going to be Wipeout? Yeah, there's interesting rumors about Evolution going around right now about um, how they might have absorbed some quality talent from studios like Bizarre in the UK um, and that they're working on uh, a, a racing, which isn't surprising. Evolution is a racing studio. Uh, but I just don't understand. You know, Greg makes a good point in our PlayStation conversation today that Gran Turismo 6 is not going to be ready probably for for a launch and it probably won't be ready for 17 years yep so but so sony needs so sony needs so sony needs a racing game and it could launch with a motorstorm game which would be huge because ps3 launched with motorstorm 2 didn't it well especially since 720 yeah, will launch mo- the, the original motorstorm. Yeah, motorstorm. Like, yeah, yeah there will be a new forza game oh, on I the see. new microsoft console so right. sony's gonna want a racing game let's um, get a new carmageddon in there yeah, yeah. why not yeah. Vigil- vigilante 8 driver san francisco oh, I 2 i love vigilante 8 man that game was awesome what was the the second one called like vigilante vigilante 8? 9 no it was Vigilante 8-2. Nope. Lightning return. <laughs> <laughs> Number 14. Oh, be- this me. is the last one. Beginning on Tuesday, February 12th, North American gamers will get the following new PlayStation Plus perks. Closure is free. Critter Crunch, great game, is 80% off. Alien Breed is 20% off. Derek the Death Fin is 50% off. And NHL 13 is 20% off. European gamers, I haven't forgotten about you. No, pop, pop. Get, <laughs> get 20% off all Alien Breed games, 25% off Anomaly Earth, uh, Warzone Earth. F1 Race Stars is free. F1 Race Stars DLC is 10% off. Quantum Conundrum is free. Sleeping Dogs is free. And Sleeping Dogs DLC is 15% off. Naughty say. Sleeping Dogs free is awesome. <laughs> I love Pop Pop isn't even a thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. I think yeah, it is. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pop, pop. We have a, a bunch of the British uh, they say, yeah. people are downstairs. And they we'll, just keep saying it all day. Let's please, yeah. <laughs> They're just walking around. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. We're like, we're trying to work, you guys. Um... Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not sure gonna... you are. Why opening your phone? Then, uh, huh? I, I got excited about you. Uh, <laughs> that's 12 to 2. For okay, I doubt it, I guarantee it's pretty good. Um, a, a couple tiny things. Sure. Uh, we had some talks at Dice uh, with Randy Pitchford and Nova Chen. Those articles are on IGN.com. Uh, they hinted some interesting things for PlayStation and beyond. Like what? Beyond. Um, Genova 10 addressed the idea of, uh, I think I said 10 instead of Chen that time. But it's fine. He's not listening. Genova uh, 10. <laughs> I, uh, the next well, action series. <laughs> <laughs> Suda 51's I, like, fuck. <laughs> I asked him a little bit about um, if he thought uh, Flower, Flower Journey could come to Vita. I talked to him about where the next game, uh, like what platforms it'll be on, when it'll be announced. Pitchford, what are the answers? To you. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to, you got to go read. Teasing us. You got to go to IGN and read. Um, oh, can't you Jesus. sum it up in like 140 characters? Um, probably not. <laughs> you would count the characters you're yeah. saying. And yeah. then uh, Randy Pitchford talked a little bit about um, uh, Furious Four, what it's going to be now, and Brothers in Arms is uh, new games coming. So, so there was all that. Colin, what do you think? What do I think about what? I was hoping you would play the song. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Every time I go to my phone, Greg looks at me. I'm ready to go mass. Yeah. All right. That's it for the Roper Report. Every time you go to your phone, I freak out. But every time I go to the store, I freak out because I don't know what games are going to be on the shelf. Oh, nice. Wow. If I needed to know what games are on the shelf, where could I go? The official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. By Put the your way. hands on the road. <laughs> <laughs> the it's also cute that you're like a grandmother. There you go. Now you understand how the microphone and speaker work. That was, uh, that was oh, your best. I didn't want to put it right in. You get feedback. Sure you do. I don't think you understand feedback either, buddy. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Except for when he's been playing the music, it's been horrible feedback. Greg, that was your best transition of all time. Thank you. That yeah. was a good what one. What about the one where I laughed maniacally talking about like some dude's girlfriend dying or whatever? Everybody's like, what are you doing? And then I finally got to the point. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds awful. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. Yeah. This kid wrote in yeah. for a transition to the, the list. And it was a serious email of like, you know, I've, my girlfriend was in this horrible car accident. She was killed by a drunk driver. And blah, blah, blah. But then it got to the punchline of he just wanted he, – he, he had no girlfriend. He, no girlfriend died. It was just <laughs> that he wanted me to intro the list. But I, I thought it was so funny that I was laughing while reading the horrible part. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't get up. I'm just like, his girlfriend's dead. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, at retail, Aliens Colonial Marines comes out. I hear good things. Our our, uh, our, um, <laughs> our reviews going up uh, soonish, right? Yeah. I think at the is midnight. The end of the day, something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one a.m., but I'm not entirely yeah. positive. Yeah, that was yeah. the last because time. everybody's reading at one a.m. Yeah. Hold yeah, tight for that review. I don't know what that review is going to say. I mean, it's five o'clock. I doubt this gets up on Monday. What? Well, you're going to risk it if you say anything. Well, then we just make sure it doesn't get up on Monday. Early reports are don't buy Alien <laughs> <laughs> To our credit, none of us have played it. Yeah. We watched Ryan McCaffrey play it, though. I played it at yeah. an event, and uh, it was whatever. Did you, were you sucked in the experience? Oh, yeah. Were you like, Newt? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> I love that you keep bringing up Newt. Newt. I think it was the first time I've even talked about this game. Ripley. No, we were, we were somewhere. No? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't remember much of Saturday over, night. Game over, man. Game over. On PlayStation Network, uh, Persona 4 Arena is available digitally. Alien Breed, Everybody Dance, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's Decade Duels Plus. What? Oh, yes! Wow. Is that yes. really is that yeah, real? That's a, that's a game. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yup, that's a game. On Vita, all downloadable games, Ecolibrium, which is an exclusive, Alien Breed, which is a cross-buy game with PSN, mm-hmm. and Rocket Bird's Hard-Boiled Chicken, which uh, is a funny little uh, side-scrolling action game that I reviewed on PSN last year. I will copy that over at some point this week. If it's anything like the PSN version, it's fun and stupid. All right. Clements, PS- how do you feel about the, fa- the fact that in the past you might have been asked to review something like Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's Double Dash now, I, I only would have been asked maybe in my first days. Double uh, Dash Diner. My first days. <laughs> in the first days. In the first age. You when the no air legend. was cold and dark. That game okay. was no such We were asked legend. many things. <laughs> we were asked many things, they said. Uh... PS2 Classics. Rebel Raiders Operation Nighthawk, which I think is a flight sim. Oh my god. And Twisted Metal Black, which was available only to people that bought the original, or the Twisted Metal reboot, rather. PS1 Classics. Twisted Metal. You know, the, the sad thing is, I was really trying to s- sing um, Paint It Black, and I couldn't think of the lyrics. Then they find I it. see a red door and I want it painted black. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> If you own the Rolling of Stones estate, <laughs> those are some interesting blah, 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 games blah, 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 that are coming out. Hey, we left it off the Roper Report. <laughs> it's just funny because you're never <laughs> happy, and so like it's so foreign to see you like trying not to smile. Wait for it. You're gonna have to stop yeah. in like five seconds. Right. I don't think anybody can't do anything. Nobody's about gonna it. come after us. <laughs> the Rolling Stones actually just contacted us. This is the better version. This is Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> I don't oh. think those words were ever uttered <laughs> by anyone else. Let's jump into a real part. Oh, you know. 
Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh, That's rough. God. All right. Next week on the PlayStation Network, we'll be talking about a lot of stuff. But remember, uh, Urban Trial HD comes out. I'm excited for that. The Trials HD knockoff. Mm-hmm. Are you going to review that? I like to, yeah. I have codes that should start working tomorrow, I believe. Cool. But I'll be off-site. Here comes some more tunes. Oh, okay. Man, our listeners love us today, huh? Sorry, everyone. We're just having a good time. We're laughing. We're joking. Kevin writes into beyond.ign.com. Hey, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys. What is the one (laughs) thing Sony needs to ace to increase their chances of being top dog? Marketing games, price, worldwide launch, features, or PSN? Mm. All the above. All the above. Uh, (laughs) They need to be first. Honestly, I think it comes down to that for them now. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, obviously all that other stuff too, and it's not like just because they're first, they'll suddenly be more successful, but it'll help. (laughs) So I think they need to be out first. Sure. That's a big part of it. I would say, I mean, we always talk about it. I don't understand what's going to come out at either Microsoft or PS4 uh, announcements here and make it. This is the machine you have to buy now, 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 now. I don't understand what they're going to say. No, I agree. This is just to say, hey, you can finally talk about this now. These are consoles that exist. Because I don't think you can compel someone in like, like a 30-minute press conference to, to buy your system unless you can talk price and release date. And I don't think they're going to do that. Mm. I'd be surprised on that. Not, not, I mean, not, not on the release date probably. Well, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's got to be a feature. What features are making me want to buy this? It can't be that it plays Netflix. I have that already. The graphics look really good. My games look really good right now. I think that with the announce, they could set a cadence for goodwill by saying things like PlayStation Network will remain free. Um, yeah. That they, which I think it will. Um, I think that's totally the obvious model. I've been saying that for years. I'd be really surprised if like the pay model for online services in cotton consoles becomes the dominant. Uh, like for instance, Steam is is free. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Get um, your clients and people. Right. Um, so I think that that will be a, a no-brainer for them to say. And I think I, I really don't think that this is going to be a sterile um, five-minute presentation for PS4. I think that they're going to talk about PS3 and Vita mostly. Yeah. But that, um, especially Vita. Um, but I think that if they said something like, uh, you know, we bought Gaikai. We haven't been very loud about it. Gaikai's technology is going to let you play PS4 games on your Vita. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be insane. Not gonna and happen. totally And totally possible, right? Yep. Yeah. Technologically, totally possible because I, as long as the processing is done on the PS4, you can just stream it to the Vita and that'd be fine, right? Well, I mean, it, theoretically, it wouldn't be on the PS4 either. Would be in a remote right. server and you can access it anywhere. So it could be, but it could be played on something that wasn't as powerful as the. Game yeah, you could play it from your, you know, Sony Mobile, you know, phone or you know, uh, PlayStation Mobile enabled phone, like uh, theoretically. So, I, I, and I think you know, to to jump off of that in terms of, I, I, hearkening back to the other point I was making about really kind of honing this concept of it's it's not a, just a games console like it's something microsoft has done really really well and it's been hugely successful for them they've you know i i know so many people who aren't gamers who own xboxes just because they're like a really good media hub and they like they yeah sure they dabble in games here and there but and they like having that option but the xbox first and foremost to them is like an entertainment platform and you know sony's always been about like you know honing and and kind of you know paying service to the hardcore but like that has not is it's not going to make them a profitable company or make that console a, a huge success like market share wise and we've talked about that on here before that was 
part of why PS2 was so successful was because people bought it for a DVD player. Yeah. And I right. don't think that many people bought PS3 for a Blu-ray player. Like, I don't yeah. think that really carried over. Right, because yeah. it, it, it was too – it was ahead of its time in terms of the platform. But people yeah. are like, this is the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market. And like, you're still, it's, it's ridiculously expensive. It was the yeah. same thing, right? I, you, there's no reason to upgrade. My DVDs look fine. Yeah. Why would I want to jump to this new format? You have to prove it or give – these rock-bottom prices people can jump right well, in. Well, Blu-ray is still struggling. I mean, like, yeah, sure, it's, it's, it's the dominant – hard disk format but you like more and more it's it's streaming like right. so so like it kind it was a combination of people weren't ready to give up on dvd and you know the kind of introduction of more streaming stuff so like it it's absolutely had no chance and i mean it will continue to stick around because it's the only disc format that can you know really kind of hold those size of games and like yeah sure like movies will still be distribu- distributed that way but you know more and more it's just gonna be all about streaming yeah yeah, so, yeah. that's a good point which yeah, means I, the playstation network has to step it up yeah, the yeah. fucking PlayStation Store can't be the travesty it is right now. I think it is going to be the travesty it is right now. Yeah, I, I, well, I, by I, the time PlayStation Four comes out, yeah. it can't be that if they want to not be a fucking joke. Yeah, I think that they have to fix that stuff. But I think, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't think that they're going to tip too much of their hand. I don't think they're going to say like this is when it's coming out and this is what it costs. I think that'd be a huge blunder um, because there are still three huge games on the PS3 that people are, you know, are going to be waiting for, and you don't want to kind of undercut people buying those consoles. And I'm not really too super convinced PS4 is going to be backwards compatible either. So, well, I also think um, like the stuff that Cass said when when he was like, "Oh, we're going to let Microsoft go first, it seems to be more about like specs and stuff and 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 specific things than about the actual announcement. Because um, like he understands how this works. I think you guys, I wasn't on this episode, but I think you guys talked about it. He obviously gets it that like Microsoft can't completely re-engineer their console that's been in development for years just because Sony announces first. Right. But they can't change the release date on a fucking whim. Like, I mean, they're not going to necessarily make it earlier because they have production pipelines, they have you know deadlines to meet, and all of that. But you know, a matter of a week to be first. I mean, that shit can happen. Who yeah. knows? Well, and they can also you know adjust the creative of their marketing like initiatives. Like you know, if Sony pits uh, you know one specific angle about the new console, like Microsoft can come up with a counter and say, yeah, like, it's like know, a presidential yeah. election. It's like attack ads. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting is that, you know, I didn't expect Sony would go first because I didn't think they had to as long as they came out first. And a lot of evidence, not I don't want to say evidence, but rumors are that Xbox will be out first, um, and that uh, you know that it could be out as soon as like September. Yeah. Um, and that if Microsoft announces before GDC or around GDC, which you know is possible, that Sony will only have less than a month of prime time before they're totally eclipsed and then they have to fight. Um, so in that sense, it makes it a little weird to me that Sony didn't lay back, focus more on the production of the console, and then wait for Microsoft to tip their hand regardless. What it tells me is that Sony's either way confident in the product or that they're not confident in, like, at all in the product. You know, in that, And what I mean by that is, I mean, that's obvious, but it's not in the, in the sense that they're so confident in Orbis that in PS4 that they're like, it doesn't matter if we go first or second, or that they're afraid that if Xbox goes first, that PS4 won't look good compared to it. And if they come out second, you want it to be better. Um, I still hope that you know Sony uh, understands that uh, it must be a multimedia machine like Scott's talking about, um, but that it can cater to gamers a lot better than the Xbox can um, if they focus on that message. And they should have been doing that for a long exactly. time, yeah. um, and they haven't been. That you know, having things like Netflix is great. Having NHL, I watch. I watch every hockey game on my PS3. It's great, but um, you know, they have to focus on the fact that they have a bunch of exclusives and games that you care about um, and differentiate it. Uh, because if they don't differentiate it from Xbox, the next Xbox, and they come out second, 
I don't know if it's going to be a good scene for them, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's what's always confounded me about Sony, and I think I've said this before, on, maybe even on this podcast, is it's like, how does the Wonder Book work? <laughs> <laughs> what is the hardest game of all? Uh, <laughs> but no, I think what has always kind of blown my mind about Sony is that, like, unlike anyone else in this industry, they have every aspect of the market cornered. They've got content through game studios. They have content through movie studios. They have content, you know distribution platforms through their, you know, Sony Electronics wing and like, you know, they have displays and every, every aspect of the industry totally covered, but because they're just such a behemoth of a company that they don't really communicate and they don't really do like, they don't make it one streamlined kind of experience for the user. Like it's all very fragmented and weird and cause that's like, that's his big thing. Like one Sony, it's all the same thing. And again, that's, you know, He's been kicking ass. Like, it sounds like, you know, like the, you know, bringing Sony Mobile into the fold, taking it away from Sony Ericsson, buying them back, you know, like doing PlayStation Mobile, and then, you know, kind of doing the stuff that he's been doing with the Sony Electronics, where they're like kind of like, you know, making their TVs cheaper and trying to like salvage that market for themselves. Like, he's trying to bring it all together, but like, it is a lot to do. Um, and the big question is, is, has the PlayStation 4 been influenced by that initiative he's only been on for you know like a year or two now whatever it was can't remember off the top of my head but like you know it, it's doubtful that those you know various wings are all coming together um to you know form this you know megazord of like uh of, of a game console oh my goodness. um for this new console but i really really hope it is like i want the the kind of experience that uh, you know colin and i were talking about like it's like you know where you can start a game on your playstation through the you know the kind of seamless integration of Gaikai on the back end, like be able to pick up your, you know, Sony Xperia phone or like a PlayStation mobile, like an enabled phone and, you know, continue it there or at least interact with it in some way. And, and by association, the Vita, like, I, I feel like that would be incredible for them and would give them a huge lead. But, you know, at the same time, you think about what Microsoft's doing, they've got, you know, windows eight, uh, windows phone eight, and then now like a windows eight enabled console, um, yeah. you know, in a kind of like a, a and namesake. And, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, no hope that they will do that. Steve-O, I, oh, <laughs> Steve-O Idaho writes into beyond.igene.com and he says, hello, Beyond Crew. With hello. Scott Lowe, my favorite tech editor on this week's podcast, I thought I would <laughs> bring others. up the question of PS4 smart, smartphone connectivity. Do you think that Xperia products will have bonuses for PS4 users? No. That's too smart of a decision. <laughs> that makes yeah. too much sense. No. Yeah, but I, but I, I, think we're ignoring, I think we're ignoring something major in, in this that... Sony, when they were bleeding, bleeding money, like just really hurting, they they spent almost four hundred million dollars to buy Gaikai, and they wouldn't mm. have made that investment if this wasn't the core of what the PS4 is going to be. And it might yeah. not be called Gaikai when we see it, but what you have to pay attention to are the words that they say and the products they're showing you when when we see the PS4. And if the, the whole thing is based around cloud gaming, which it, it probably could and should be, and ubiquity between the the Vita and the PS4 and the PS3 maybe, and then a firmware update and you know, other products, the phones and stuff like that, and TVs, I mean, even having the stuff built in. It, it, it would surprise me that Gaikai isn't not only integral to the PlayStation, but integral to Sony um, in sure. terms of what they call it, because they just wouldn't have spent that money at their lowest point when they had no liquidity at all um, and were shuttering studios and getting rid of entire divisions and laying off tens of thousands of people over the course of ye- the last couple of years. It just seems like an investment they made where they're like, we must have this, and this is how it's going to work, and we need to get on it right now. And you would probably assume that they kept Gaikai together. The company gave them a bunch of PlayStation 4s and Vitas and stuff, and I'm like, you need to make this work. Yep. You know? Um, and so I understand where you're coming from, Greg, in the sense that like Sony doesn't seem to learn their lessons. But this could be it. This could be like what, I'm, what, I'm, what I might expect from the Sony conference is something that blows us away where like we, they get it. They get it. 
You know, like this, maybe this, maybe this is going to work. But we can't even. The worst part about it is, even if we walk away saying that, we can't believe them. Remember when they yeah. announced the Vita? And yeah, we're like, we they that, fucking get it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, nope. The memory cards are the size of your, your pinky nail, and they cost a gajillion dollars. So here's <laughs> something interesting that I just uh, noticed. Like back when Gaikai was acquired, they like redesigned their website, and it was just like this static image of like this like kind of weird blue like wheel right. thing with like screenshots of like you know um, you know Metal Gear Rising and and all Uncharted these like, PlayStation titles. Yeah. It's gone now. Like they removed all the images of the games, so I feel like it's one of those situations. Now it's just Gaikai. We do stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know ultimately that it they they kind of like blew their wad a little early and put that image yeah. out and like it kind of like showed that that was the focus that they were going for i mean gaikai is also the one thing i mean to trigger to, to colin's saying you know talking about the vita it's always like oh well you know microsoft has the surface and you know they have windows phone and and smart glass and all these initiatives and they can even be on your ios device and blah blah and like you know anytime you talk about something that sony has you can usually counter something microsoft has and sometimes does better i think it's safe to say Except Gaikai. I think Microsoft does not have that built-in streaming service and, unless they're going to surprise us all and buy OddLive or whatever who was just acquired by somebody else. Like, I mean, yeah. they, don't have, they don't have anything to compete with that. So I don't think it's necessarily a given, and I don't think it'll definitely happen. But if it did, if Sony was smart enough to, to integrate Gaikai in that awesome way that you're describing, like, I think that would make them really competitive. Yeah. But it is an if. Yeah, it is an yeah. if. Just because what comes to my mind, too, is... Sony always seems to have these great ideas. I mean, crossplay was something that was big with Vita and PS3, and they were playing Killzone 3, for instance, on it. Like, none of these things seem to have come to fruition. Like, they just appear, and everyone's like, what the hell happened to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, like, Shuhei was playing Killzone 3 on a Vita. Um, but, like, we don't do that. It, you know, like, it's like so it's, it's all it, the gimmicky stuff they always try to do. I mean, remember the GDC presentation when they made a dinosaur appear in the middle of the presentation using a giant AR card? And it's like, cool. And, like, now what have we done with AR? It's a bunch of free shitty games. No, not even shitty. They're good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I take it away. But, like, it's the just AR games. No AR one cares. Cards, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have this handheld. And you know what I want to do? Carry around a bunch of cards in my pocket. for? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Don't want to do that yeah, at all. It's yeah. just like no one's, no one's there, it seems like, telling them. It's the same thing we talked yeah. about with marketing last week. Like, no one's there to tell them, like, common sense things that they need to know. No, like, well, it was like what we, you know, what I said in the beginning of the podcast. Like, you know, it's these small, finite details about user experience that they just totally miss. Like, you know, like conceptually, they always kind of like get sort of near it, but they never really get to the level of polish and like integration and and real kind of like. I mean, because they could have done crossplay like really well. Like, yeah. you know, um, you know, with the beginning of you know remote play rather, where you can actually like yeah, that's what I'm talking about by the way, remote play. Yeah, right? yeah, remote play. Like, you know, you can like they could have totally nailed that if they had really made the developer like kind of initiative and really encouraged and incentivize people to do it but like the amount of adoption even from their own studios is so low yeah it's like tokyo jungle yeah uh isn't it shadow of the colossus yeah shadow and eco can do yeah. yeah and uh is there even i think so those are two, ga- those are two games from the same studio yeah. collection yeah yeah well and you know fundamentally i mean i'm not and technically savvy enough to really know but what the, the limitations are um but like you know <laughs> You know what stopped them from baking it in from a console level? Like, why couldn't right. the, why couldn't the PlayStation Three just you know remote stream all of whatever you're playing on that you know to that device? Like, why totally. wasn't it? And wasn't know. this also a PSP feature that was yep. underutilized? Yeah. So yep. it's like that's why it was never exciting when they're like Vita remote plays. Like, yeah. that ran like shit on PSP. Why would I care now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, oh, nobody cares about this. It seems like the PS3 has been built with and specific limitations that they can't get around. I remember when we were talking to Shuhei. Uh, I think it was on Podcast Beyond when we talked to him about, like, there were certain things that they just can't do. Like, they can't do certain things. Yeah. Like, no matter, like, yeah. and 
Uh, I can't remember what it was specifically we were complaining about, but it was trophy. It was viewing Vita trophies from the PS3. Oh yeah, and he was, yeah, and it was like it was like that that was like such that's finally available, and it's like that was such a huge deal for them to even do that. It seemed like something that was so easy. It's like why can't I see Vita trophies from the PS3? Why is that hard? Yeah. I don't understand, and it's because so what, what I'm what I'm excited about is that PS3 was built came out in 2006, was probably built in 2004, and. You know, 2005, they iterated on it. And now that they have the Vita and they know what they're doing, hopefully this thing is built from the get-go to be as customizable as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And But that would require them learning. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't make a rigid piece of hardware anymore because the things, yep. they have to know that. They have to even know that. I've said this before, and I'm not sure like how, you know, it reminds me a little bit of like the N64 with the expansion pack and stuff like that. But it would be interesting to see, even release hardware where like you can, there's slots for you to put new things into it in the future. Then they'll release... You know, more RAM or whatever they have to release to make new games run in 2015. You mean like a PC? Yeah, but but you're exactly right. I mean, that's why Gabe Newell was just talking about that this week. Like, he talked about the fact that Steambox's business model is good, better, and best. And the good one is either going to be free or like 50 bucks. And that's something you'll have in your house where it just streams from your PC. And kind of the the better model, the middle model, is a console form factor PC. And Valve's going to be making their own. And you can bet your ass it's going to be customizable in every way possible. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to add in, like, but at the very least, you can swap out hard drives and simple things like that, add more RAM to it. Yeah, I mean, I think more What's than any best? time before. What? What's the best going to be? Best is, like, the current PC model where, like, if you want to spend $4,000, you can gotcha. get a top-line yeah. thing. Yeah, it's totally open-ended. But, I mean, like, if you think about what we know about these new consoles in terms of, like, what's under- going on underneath, like, these are more like, you know, compact pcs than ever before like it's not proprietary formats they're in in, like of course it's specialized hardware but it's all based on like consumer level stuff so like you know in in a way like the scalability of like adding like you know refreshing the hardware down the line and not breaking everything that came before it is easier than ever because it is hardware that is based like you know on kind of consumer level stuff that is kind of like a standardized format and more importantly that both consoles are running on the same architecture pretty much like i mean obviously there's you know performance you know different differences and you know but at the same time they're both running on the same architecture from the same manufacturer from amd right. so like so the the capacity for like five years from now to be like you know the playstation four and a half like is is closer not necessarily a good strategy but like it's possible so like there is the capacity for kind of you know mid-cycle refreshes that uh, you know give more functionality more performance without you know kind of breaking everything that came before it, it. it's also breaking away from that stigma of like right now like there are games like they're the, the inferior version is on PS3, and people know that. And it's not it's not always it's not like it happens every time, but there are some games where that is absolutely the case. And I think uh, moving off of cell and adding more RAM and being competitive in that technical space will be yeah. huge for Sony. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I feel like we've been hating on Sony like for a bulk of this podcast, but I mean, I, I would well, like to say that. up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know what, it's important to know, like like well, obviously I know that about you guys. You guys like love Sony, but like you know, I really care about Sony. I want Sony to succeed. Like I've always, you know, I, I grew up with Sony products. Like I, you know, PlayStation was always like my go to console. Like I say all this stuff because I want Sony to improve. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, that's right. the whole like, reason we're hard on. Yeah. If we, we didn't care, it would be how we talk about Nintendo. We're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope mean, they do, right? when people <laughs> accuse me of just hating on Nintendo because. Like that—that's true. I do hate Nintendo, but like with PlayStation, I actually care what they're doing. I'm kidding, of course, but like I, I do want Are all you? of them to succeed. But no, Sony, I think has a lot of potential, more so than any other company on the market, and I feel like they can do it if they just put their minds to it. Quick tangent: uh, I talked to Shuhei at Dice. I promised I would point out the fact 
he believes that uh, you guys are a little too hard on Wonder Book because, <laughs> because you're not the target audience. Oh, sure. Because you don't have kids. You don't, you we don't. know that. But, Shuhei, you know us, and we, you, know, you know that haters are going to hate. <laughs> it, well, I, mean, I think it goes, back, it goes back to the same thing. It's not that we I, – I, I platinum Wonder Book, and I had a fine time with it. It was like whatever. Yeah. And I was talking to Colin Campbell today. He played it over Christmas, and his kids loved it. And what I, when I, really, what I really rip on Wonder Book about is nothing to do with what it is or the tech. It's the how – like – how E3? mismanaged that was. Yeah, like, the E3 demo like, was I, the worst. I, we always say, right, whenever I talk about Wonder Book, I'm like, you could have cut a two-minute trailer that you put into that E3 press conference instead of the whole demonstration. <laughs> that would have gone cr- – Exactly. That was the best. You read – They read a note from JK. No one could have sent a camera to her house to get a video message. It was a note. And, like, the trailer, all it had to be was just, you know, from the mind that brought you Harry Potter and the, the you know, the studio that's brought you games like – or, you know, the, the brand that's brought you, brought you games like Uncharted and God of War. Well, I guess you want to skew Kitty, but whatever. Right, right, right. And then you just show this hodgepodge reel of a kid – making the dragons fly and throwing fireballs and all this other stuff and it's wonder book book of spells and that's all it is and it's great and you're done i'm just passing along the message and no, <laughs> no i'm just telling it and then the next part was i was talking to somebody about wonder book they're like oh you platinum it and it was terrible i was like oh it was terrible it was a fine game they're like great what other games are out for that Oh, that was nothing. Me. That was me. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's still nothing out. They showed the Walking with Dinosaurs game. They showed another game about the books. Yep. And none of these are out. It's like, why Why do you keep launching hardware? And I put hardware in quotes because it's just a book, obviously. But all these different things and platforms and then not supporting them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Just to be, yeah. Greg's totally right, you know, in the sense that when we were at E3, we were notorious haters of not the product, but of the way you, it just absolutely obliterated that press conference. And what was really disappointing about it was that press conference was fucking awesome until that point. Yeah. Like, the it was murdering. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. murdering. I was like, I can't believe... We were on Twitter. Like, I can't believe that this is, like... They're really, yeah, we were really killing it right it, yeah. here. And then, and then they're like, oh, Wonder Book for 20 minutes. And then we'll show you two games you already know about. You well, know? It's like, and the last one's demo was awesome. That was, like, an amazing... One of the best demos I've ever seen in person. But... Well, it all comes back to, like, brand identity. Like, you know, something like a Wonder Book on any other platform with J.K. Rowling, like, attached, like, that is, like, shitting gold money right there. Like, you could, like, you could just... Gold like, money. Not gold just money, money yeah. but it's gold yeah. and, and it it's money. It still could have been. It could have been. But the problem is, is no, no parent is going to be like, you know, I'm going to go spend all this money to, you know, get a PlayStation 3 and, you know, the, the moves, you know, set up, and then the Wonder Book and, so that my kids can play this game. Like... It, and anyone who doesn't already have that system isn't going to buy it. So, like, you're looking at, like, a, a situation where, the, you know, Sony's, like, true, like, kind of alignment to the, the hardcore gamer is, is bitten them in the ass. Like, they can't, like, you know, appeal it's to a fraction that market. Of a fraction of a fraction. Because there's no way anyone's going to be like, I'm going to go buy this thing with this, like, really dark and edgy advertising and brand identity. Like, you know, like, Sony's whole, like, ad campaign from launch day, you know, was just, like, this, like, really, like, gritty like you know all the stuff with like the black goo that just like you know like <laughs> creates monsters well, out of things like you know but i mean like it, it's always it's kind of toned down but it's very very much very like kind of mature and like you know aimed at more of an adult audience and like yeah maybe they're picking their battles but they can't expect something like the wonder book to be successful when yeah that is the entire basis of your entire platform leading up to that I point. I mean, it's still yeah. one of those things I was talking about, right, that I could never walk my mom through setting up a PS3. Oh, as yeah. much as I no, know I... about a PS3, like, that would be a nightmare knowing my mom. Not, not, yeah. My mom's a, a smart, a hip chick. She's got an iPhone and all that jazz. <laughs> a three, but, like, when she bought a Wii, it was like, you'll be fine. You're going to totally be fine. And a PS3, it's like, all right, now scroll through the XMB. It means cross-media bar. It's the... The main menu. The th- well, do you have auto disc start off? Because if it's on right now, you're in a game probably. Hold it. Hold on. 
Hold down the PlayStation button. Hit quick game. Hold on. No, it's under that you, you tab. You held it down too long. Just tap it. Tap it. One. Okay, good. Now get out of printer yeah. settings. But the thing why is, are yeah. Yeah, why it's are there printer settings? <laughs> it's funny though because Man, printer settings. That's a problem of this gen that I don't think is exclusive to Sony. Like the messaging in general. Like my mom was like, "Oh, the Kinect looks awesome. I'm gonna buy one." And right. She bought one, and she doesn't have an Xbox 360, and it's like, oh, that's funny. like <laughs> shit like that isn't communicated well at all this gen. And I think it's probably the same thing with Wonderbook. I think if I saw a commercial for Wonderbook and I was a dad, I would be like, "Oh, that's rad," and I would go buy it. You'd buy like, it, and you'd get it home, and you'd un- you'd unbox and you it, and there'd be a, w- a wand and the little half controller, and yep. then another controller in there. None of these charged, mind you. Yep. That you can only charge off the system when it's on. It's only got two USB ports, though, so you can't just be charging left and right. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, and then Wii U, I think, has the same problem that, like, people don't necessarily understand that it's not a controller for the Wii, that it's a whole new system. I mean, it's just like, marketing is hard. It really it is. Yeah, I marketing mean, is and, real hard. Yep. And you, yep. have to, you have to get your messaging out there and do it right. And I think, um, I think you know, that question that I think spurred on this whole ridiculous tangent of a conversation. Yeah, we've been talking forever like, about one question. Like, <laughs> what does Sony have okay. to do to oh, get right. it right? The answer to that is marketing. It, it is they, I agree. What, whatever the, the thrust of that system is, whatever their, their key messaging is, get it out there and make it clear. Because that's kind of, I think you're you're 100% right that brand identity is kind of Sony's biggest problem. Yeah. And well, interestingly, like, this might be a little inside baseball, but I'm not sure if you saw this news, like, last or earlier this month was uh, that they ditched uh, their uh, advertising right. or creative agency, Deutsch, um, in favor of BBH, which, you know, would seem like a good decision. But then you look at, like, what BBH represents, and it's, like, Johnny Walker and Audi and, like, all of these, like, really mature-focused brands. It's like, are you guys falling into the same pitfalls again? But, well, you know. See, unless they commit to that message yeah. and do yes. it right. I that's mean, the yeah. whole point. This all, yeah. this all goes back to the de- debut of the move, which is an old, I know, dead horse I beat all the time here, is when they should have come beat out. the and, shit out of when it. When they came out of GDC <laughs> the and they like, here's shit. the PlayStation move, they should have said, that shouldn't have happened. They should have come out and said, we're the console for gamers. Yeah. And I keep we keep talking about game scoops and IGN videos and yada, 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 that... This might be it has this has the best chance of being the final console life cycle, right? The people who are gonna buy this are the hardcore gamers who love games. You need to come out and say we are games. That's yeah. what we do. We know we fucked up in the past with Wonderbook and all these other things. And we're not saying that there won't be experiences for kids and families and blah 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 blah. But we're here to talk to you about games. Here's Killzone 4, here's Gran Turismo, here's yeah. Uncharted, here's everything else going down the line of just awesome, awesome capes, and this is why you need to come by. But if, they, if they're going I to do that... Up <laughs> but if they're going to do that, they have to accept that they're never going to compete with Microsoft again. Because Microsoft yeah. is 100% about appealing to everyone. Yep. And so... You know they can own the games market, and that would be amazing. They just have to make sure their expectations are aligned with that. I mean, because, exactly. If you yeah. lower your expectations on what you're yeah. gonna do, but I think you look at PlayStation Move right, and they're like, the Wii is killing right now. We are gonna get in on this casual yeah. business, and we're gonna kill too. And no, you didn't. No, I, I think I think they could have it both ways, though. Just in the sense that if Sony marketed the PlayStation Four and positioned it at E3 and stuff like that, I'd be like. Yeah, of course the PlayStation 4 plays Netflix. Of course you're going to have access to NFL games. Of course it's going to do all these things. It does all that. It's going to do all that stuff. By the way, we own all of these studios that our competitors don't own, and they make great games. So if you want... You know, if you want all of those great ubiquitous experiences, you want Hulu, you want Amazon, that's, of course that's going to be on there. You play that on your PlayStation 3, of course it's going to be on the PS4, and we're going to have more. By the way, here's what all of our studios that we paid millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars for that we make them make all these games that no one buys. By the way, they actually make games, and here they are. Yes. You know, I, mean, you I, I, think, I think that's – I don't think – I don't think the marketing gamut is actually that difficult. Like, I really don't. I think it's – But it's about, it's about targeting. That's what we're talking right. about. Right. No, yeah. That's exactly right. But, you know – Making it positioning PlayStation Four from the outset of making it inherent that it does all the things you want it to do, and then positioning it as a games machine is, I think, the smart way. It requires a little bit of that old Sony bravado, 
you know, mm-hmm. but well-directed bravado, not the bravado that asks you to pay $600 for a console a or that you'll get a second job to yeah. buy it, which is the shit that burned the PlayStation 3 to the ground for three years. But the bravado that says, we're Sony, we made, like Greg said, we have to admit that we made some mistakes. We're not going to have motion controls anymore, for instance. You know, like we're getting rid of the PlayStation move. We have all of our studios <laughs> focusing on core games, <laughs> core games that you care about. And we're and and I think a, a level of you know, candor would be awesome too to be like, we have we feel like our studios make the best games. We feel like we have the best studio in the industry with Naughty Dog, and we think that those games don't sell well enough. Yeah, you know. And so we're going to show you why you should buy these games. But you, you know? and I talked about this before. Like the answer is exactly that: games. I mean, like you remember that we were just talking about it our podcast Beyond with Shuhei, and we were like, oh man, like I, I wish you guys had talked about Vita games during that conference. And he was like, oh, well, we thought people would, like, understand that those are on the floor. And it's like, that is a major, like, just talk about games. That's all people want to see at the end of the day is just games, games, games. Because you're right, like, the productivity stuff is awesome. But at this point, like, it would be a bigger story if it did not have Netflix or did not have, you know, Voodoo or whatever, like, weird yeah, services they may, they, I mean, Netflix mentioned that this PlayStation conference better just be, and it has a million other services like Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, exactly, like, at most. Yeah, 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 I mean, like, I, like... I totally agree. Focus on games is the answer because um, cause Microsoft won't be, right? Again, we're talking about differentiating. Microsoft will be showing off all of their DVR features and all of like the crazy Illuma room and all the stuff that they're doing to make it more of like an entertainment thing. Like not even the entertainment itself, but the, but the system is a gateway to entertainment. Where Sony can say, we're a gateway to games. You know, like we have those entertainment experiences and they're just as good, but like we are the system you buy. It's one of those things games. that they're, they're a game. It's a gamble, right? I think yeah. if you say, come on, you make it that we are all about games, you're gambling, but I think you have a better chance at winning than if you come out and be like we're we're the entertainment if you say in that fucking thing that you're the entertainment hub microsoft's yeah. beating you to the punch exactly you guys started that peter dilly was the one i remember saying it all the time and while you guys were talking about it it happened with microsoft so now we got it that's it's like we always talk about you gotta admit when you lose something i don't think they can though because they have that investment of all of those like content you know, but they're still there brands, and you like, still get to say that it yeah. does all that you know yeah. what i mean yeah i think it's i think it's important to focus on the intricacies and not what's inherent and as long as they can s- successfully position the PlayStation 4, whether at this conference that Scott and I will be at or at E3, just to say, like, just to not, I don't want to say blow it off or act like it's not important, but just to say, like, of course it does that, you know? Yeah. Because this is the fucking PlayStation 4, and look at, look at how crazy powerful it is, you know? Crazy powerful! And, and look, at how, look at how ubiquitous it, ubiquitous it is with the Vita, and look how it deals with your mobile phones, and look how it does all these things. Of course we can do all this great stuff, but we have games, you know, and maybe take some shots at your competitors and say that they don't. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have games. Right. You know, like I, I just to me, it's it's. I agree that it, it's a gambit, but but gaming is what's going to win. Place gaming is what won PlayStation and gaming. You can look at the DVD player all you want with PS2, but games sold like fucking hotcakes on the PlayStation 2. There's mm-hmm. nothing even remotely that is remotely sold as well as the best PlayStation 2 games on the on the PS3 because it didn't Hot sell cakes. as well. Oh! <laughs> that's, that's not that OG of a joint. I did that like two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know. It's fa- I mean, we're gonna have answers to these questions. In Hopefully, nine sooner days. rather than later. Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond episode two hundred and eighty. Remember, Podcast Beyond posts every Tuesday on your favorite podcast server. But please, when you're done listening, come over to ign.com, read some articles, watch some videos, go to Gold Farms My IGN page, and just talk all the shit you want. People do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like I. So I, I'm like, oh, cool. I have a notification. It's like that article sucked. Uh, I'm like, oh, thanks, welcome thanks, to the man. internet. <laughs> um, if you want to talk to us more than even that. Follow us all on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Ryan is Pwam Cider. Yep. No taxation is Colin Moriarty. Garfep is Andrew Goldfarb. Yep. Scott Lowe 
is Scott, Scott Lowe. <laughs> I am Batman. What I always get confused. One? You know what? Before you say take me home, Scott, I always get confused when you do the, the it, like you say, Plum Cider is Ryan Clements. And I go, like, no time. Because it's, like, it's not me. I'm it. You know what I mean? Are you positive? <laughs> that's, like saying, that's like saying, well, okay, this doesn't work as it's well. It's a character. I was, gonna, I was gonna say that's like saying Batman is Bruce Wayne, but that and that that does kind of work. The Dark Knight is say. Batman. It's a known mm-hmm. moniker. Mm-hmm. It's a publicized mm-hmm. moniker. It needs to be addressed. Scott, what do you do for Dark Knight? Well, I don't like just, it one bit. From now on, I'll just leave you off at the end when I give out yeah. Twitter handles. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even Thanks, say. I'll, I'll, I'll let there be like a five second pause. Like I'm game over, Greggy. <laughs> no taxation is calling for you. All right, Ryan, oh. take me home. Okay, sounds good. We end every show with a song. I was trying to make Greg laugh. But you just made me chuckle. angry. I know. It's so angry. We end every show with a song. Uh, so please send us your musical submissions to beyond at IGN.com. Just like Jake did. <clears throat> this is what Jake has to say. Sup, Jake? Hey. <laughs> hey beyond, I would like to submit my girlfriend Ashley Hutchinson's original song titled Human to Podcast Beyond. She's just starting her musical career, but I think her work speaks for itself. Playing her song would be such a wonderful surprise for her. Thanks for the help and the listen, guys. Beyond, from a big fan, Jake. Jake, I will be delighted to play Ashley's song. I gave it a listen, and it's very sweet. I thought it was really nice. So I will now share it with the rest of the Beyond community. And we will all see you on the other side of the world when uh, Colin and Scott and all the video guys go and see them. It's most of the country, not the country. It might as well be. I mean, you know, it's all the same, Beyond. I am so far from my home And I don't know where else to go And I know that you won't want me Asking for you to welcome me Just answer me
Is a human? Is there a definition? Are you born or can you learn it? Or am I the only one? Is this really human? 